You're listening to episode 31 of the Broken Glass Podcast, making industry connections that count with Danny Felt. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. This podcast is sponsored by The Contract Shop. The Contract Shop provides contract templates and all the legal documents you need to run your business. And best of all, it's designed with a creative entrepreneur in mind. When I needed to update my website's privacy policy in terms and conditions to be in compliance with not just the EU's General Data Protection Regulation Policy, otherwise known as GDPR, but with the new California Consumer Privacy Act, CCPA, the contract shop was there for me. These contracts are not only attorney-prepared, but are also peer-reviewed, so you can feel safe knowing it's not just some form that I threw together. There are templates for all kinds of creative printer needs, so head on over to brokenglassmediallc.com slash thecontractshop to learn more. Welcome back to the Broken Glass Podcast. I have Danny Felt with me today, and she is with Music Industry Mastery LLC. So Danny, welcome to the podcast. Um, tell us a little about yourself and what you're doing right now. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to be here. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I am a singer, songwriter, and artist empowerment and connection coach. So I like to help artists step into their power so they can be the most powerful version of themselves, as well as connect with some of the right people to fast track their success. That's awesome. So you do a lot of like, do you do one-on-one coaching or do you do like group coaching? How does that kind of work? I do a lot more one-on-one coaching. I haven't really done um, any group coaching. I prefer just working with people one-on-one. I just feel like it's like more powerful that way. And I've always been like the type of person likes to talk to someone like one-on-one versus like a huge group. So I just find it like better. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the same way. Um, I do like small groups, but yeah, when it's like, you're really kind of imparting knowledge, I feel like it's good to do more of a one-on-one kind of situation. And then you can work with the person too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's like more quality time. Like, I don't know if you've ever taken the love language test. (laughs) No, I haven't. Oh, you need to take it because it talks about like your five like love languages and like my number one's like quality time. So just like in general, I'm all about like one-on-one time with people. And so it totally goes into my business as well as like helping people one-on-one and coaching one-on-one and writing with like one person at a time. And yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll have to look into that. Um, and I, that would probably help <laughs> me going forward. Um, so I know, I, I know someone who does, um, marketing based on your personality type so it sounds mm-hmm. you know like kind of similar right like what's mm-hmm. what's the best way for you to market yep. is it long form short form you know h- how do you do that so that sounds very similar yeah the the more you know about people like the the, the better you can market to people and work with people and know who you want to work with and know who you don't want to work with and all of that so all right. that personality tests are like super helpful for just like every aspect of life 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. We did, um, we did one at work um, called Insights. Um, and it's kind of similar. So it's, you know, what type of energy do you put forth most? So, mm-hmm. you know, I have blue energy, which is detail oriented, and then green, which is show me you care. So the more the introverted energies, and then my like, other ones are, are really low. So it's interesting, you know, and it, it makes sense, you know, how I work and how I like to work. So yeah, no, exactly. They're super helpful. I recommend personality tests for like everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 16 personalities is another one that I've taken and, and that mm. one's pretty cool. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah I got to try that one. <laughs> yeah, um, that's awesome. So let's take it back a little bit. Um, how did you get involved in music? How did you build up, um, you know, your, your company? Um, let's go way back to the beginning. Sure. So this is actually my second company. So <laughs> Okay. You want to know the story behind my first company or this company? Because I kind of feel like they kind of all go together in this like history. Yeah, like, well, we can have this. Yeah, <laughs> we can go back how you got involved in music too. Um, you know, a lot of people they either you know learn it in school or they learned it on their own. So yeah, I'd love to hear just kind of how you got involved in in music and the industry in general. Well, I always wanted to be a singer. Like that was always my dream, and so um, I fell in love with the business side once I launched this blog um, when I was 21 and the only reason I did that was I went to this internship in London and I just saw that they had this music PR company and I got so inspired that they had their own music company and I decided I I wanted my own thing (laughs) so I went back to the states and started a music blog and literally knew like no one in music but um, I just kind of Facebook messaged some artists and started looking up like Berkeley students and like kind of messaged them and emailed them and wanted to just like feature different talented people. And it kind of just built from there. That's really cool. Um, do you have like musical experience or did you, you just did the internship or for like a, like a music business kind of yeah. aspect of it? Yeah, it was a PR internship. Okay. I had no previous PR experience from doing it. So like before doing it, I mean, so it was like very like new um, college program. So it was pretty cool. But as far as music experience, I was in studio since I was 14 and singing since I was two, doing lessons since I was 10. So music was always like my core background. And then the business side kind of happened once I was 21 and started having this music blog. Yeah, that's awesome. So did you feature artists or how did you, like, what, what was the blog about? Yeah, I featured um, upcoming singer-songwriters um, as well as, like, music CEOs eventually. So it, it kind of started out more like singer-songwriters, but eventually we interviewed people like the founder of Reverb Nation, um, the, the ex-founder of Pledge Music, Benji Rogers, um some high-end producers like Pooh Bear like someone that's worked with Justin Bieber things like that people like that I mean (laughs) that is really cool yeah it was it was really good experience and a really great way to build relationships with people in music especially when I didn't know anyone so if anyone like wants to build relationships I highly recommend like starting a podcast starting a blog starting something that just like helps um build a community and helps people get to know you and yeah, makes you more valuable. Right. Yeah. And communities too, like, um, you know, there's the Facebook groups, like music is besties, which is, I think mm-hmm. where we met. Um, yeah. 
you know, there's all different groups too. And, and just kind of reaching out in there and, and bringing people into your blog and podcast from there. Um, you know, that's what I did with, with the broken glass podcast is I was looking for, you know, to build up my content calendar for, for 2020 reached mm-hmm. out in the group and just said, Hey, you know, if anyone's interested and, you know, I've met so many cool women from it. Right. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. So that community piece is, is huge. And, and as you, grow your blog or your podcast or whatever it is that you're doing, you start to meet new people and uh, someone might say, Oh, I know this person. Let me get them on the podcast. So um, it's, it really helps. Right. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, especially because I, if I would have just approached people as like a singer, as opposed to like having a music blog and being a singer, but like also supporting like the industry it would, it would almost feel like I was like begging people to listen to my music versus like already building an authentic relationship with them, featuring them on my website and then being like, hey, if you want to check out my music, you can listen to it here. You know, it's, it's just such an, right. a difference in energy. Right. Or, you know, because what is it they say with like Instagram, like you want to, you know, give valuable information and then... Mm-hmm. Um, and then sell, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, four days of volume, full information, then sell. So it's kind of the same thing, like build that relationship mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. say, hey, this is my music. This is my product. This is my service. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I even started recently switching to that, um, doing more um, attraction marketing. So doing more creating content and showing people who I'm working with versus like, hard selling constantly. This is my prices and this is what I do. And this is my prices and this is what I do. And I've just noticed the energy in that has like really gotten a lot of people to just reach out to me organically versus me having to like constantly push all the time on sales because that is really exhausting (laughs) energetically as well. Well, and it's not authentic to you too, right? Like Mm -hmm. you want to tell your story, you want to build that relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm the same way. Like that's why I always, I hated sales and I, I worked retail and I hated that kind of, you know, that, just that feeling that you get, you know, like <laughs> not like, not even like slimy salesman kind of feeling, just like, I don't want to push this on you right at all. And <laughs> when I got more involved in relationship selling in my, um, my full-time job, I mean, I work customer service, but still for me, I'm <laughs> still building that relationship. Um, I actually just went to a convention this past weekend where I met like the end customer because I mm. usually work with dealers. So we were selling books to the end customer and, and building that like, oh, well, you know, you're looking for this, you know, or what, you know, asking them questions, right? Getting yeah. to know them, what their needs are. And then, oh, hey, this might work for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny you talk about like, you don't want to feel like it's like slimy marketing because I feel like so many people do that on Facebook Messenger, like artists that like don't have any relationship with me personally, will just like message me their music links and their shows and liking their pages. (laughs) I'm just like, who are you? (laughs) Right. You know, it's like there's such a better way to approach people versus just like pushing people stuff so hard on them. It's just like... And it, it just like turns me off from wanting to listen to their music because they're just like, listen to my music. I don't know you and I've done nothing for you and I've never introduced myself to you, but go check out my band, go check out my show. And it's like, build a relationship first, like hit me up and introduce yourself and like make it a mutual beneficial thing versus just like 
you know, check out my music, check out my music, check out my music, you know? Right. Well, and it's like too, you go networking and mm-hmm. they say, you know, if you're meeting someone, so say, say you go to an event and there's somebody, an executive from a company there, you don't go up and say, Hey, do you have a job for me? <laughs> you want right. to, you want, how can I help you is what you would mm-hmm. say, right? How mm-hmm. can I help you? You offer something to them. Yeah. Or if they're, you know, there's like a panel discussion and they mention something that you can provide insight into mm-hmm. off of that, build that relationship. And then eventually down the line, you know, you can find out if you ask that question, right? You don't want to, yeah. Hey, a, a really good way to do that is even connecting, like being a bridge builder and connecting them to someone else that would be valuable to them. And then right. you are kind of more showing your value to them without saying anything. And then they'll kind of listen to you more if you do ask them for something more in the future, because you already kind of put yourself out there to help them in the first place. So they're more willing to listen to you as opposed to just like pushing, you know, whatever on them right away. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, networking and and all that too is, I mean, it's scary, like putting that ask out there, but Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like if you do it in the right way, it's not scary. I am kind of shameless with that. Like I just, I, I don't mind like walking up to people that I haven't met and just being like, Hey, you know, what's up? Like, I'm, I'm Danny. It's so nice to meet you. And, you know, I don't like ask them for something right away, but you should never be afraid to just like put yourself out there and just like take that risk because, you know, they're human after all, you know, like no matter how famous they are, what they've done, like they are just like a human. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah, you just got to put yourself in that mindset, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's really yeah. how you go into it and in your thought process. Yeah, like um, we were talking earlier before we recorded about Nam. It's like at Nam, there was like all these like high end producers, and I would just like walk up to them and be like, "Hey, I'm Danny," you know? Yeah. <laughs> like some people <laughs> might be like, "Oh my god!" Like I can't talk to them; they're too big. And I'm like, "I'll introduce myself." Like I'm in LA, nothing mm-hmm. to lose. Worst comes the worst, they like walk away and give me a weird look or something, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, I kind of, at first I, you know, I walked into a room at, um, women, women at NAM, the event, it was mm-hmm. on Wednesday mm-hmm. night. Yes, I was there. Oh, you were? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was really cool. And, and, you know, the, the women that I would, um, that had won the swim scholarship alongside with me and then the, the swim captains, you know, like, they're, you know, these, you know, high level, they've been involved in NAM for so long. And at first it was kind of like, oh, and then I was like, no, no, they're cool. I need to just, you know, like that, you said, just go up to them, talk to them, you know, hear their story. So. Exactly. You have nothing to lose, you know, by trying. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth they reject you. And then it's like, you're, you're even closer to success with every person that rejects you anyway. Right. It's like, you just have to keep going and going and going. Like all the successful people just kept putting themselves out there no matter what. So yeah. you have to keep doing and, and, it. Yeah. And one of the things I, I realized at least about the music products industry and, and the people who work in it and, you know, people who were at, at NAM, mm-hmm. um, you know, they were so willing to just help, right. To offer yeah. advice to just say, you know, Hey, well, reach out to me if you have questions or you, mm-hmm. you, know, you want to connect for lunch. And, um, yeah. you know, that it's just a different, you know, we have this perception of the music industry, right. And it was mm-hmm. just, 
it was something that just totally shattered it, at least for the, the music products industry for me anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, you could, they're approachable. The, the, everybody wants to help everybody else. Right. And it was, mm-hmm. it was cool to walk around with some, some women um, from some of these companies, um, part of the job shadow and to just see how many people they knew. Right. Like mm-hmm. walking from one, one boost down to the idea centers and you know, just how many times we got stopped, right? Because they knew people and they, Hey, how are you? And they knew details. Right. And that's just, that's just so cool to see in in the music industry. Oh yeah. No, it was, it was awesome. Um, I met this one woman from Audio Technica. I'm pretty sure that was the company and her name was Roxanne and she was like so nice. And like, it was just, it was really cool seeing also a woman in the artist relations department of, of all of that as well. So Yeah, it's awesome seeing women in the music industry and it's, yeah, it's inspiring. Yeah, well, that's what I know with uh, SWIM, Smart Women in Music, is that's what they're trying to build, right? They're trying to build that kind of, you know, community of women and, and male supporters too, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, so let's kind of dive in a little bit. Um, I want to talk about music industry mastery and artist plug-in program. Yeah. Um, Tell me a little bit more about, I guess, each of them and are they interconnected or are they separate? Yeah. So I see the APP artist plug-in program. Um, that's my online courses. And I see that as like a product under the music industry mastery LLC. Okay. So music industry mastery LLC is like my brand, like my company. And then we have different products and services and programs. And so one of them is our online courses, artist plugin program, which breaks down into four different courses. One's on mindset mastery, one's on online branding, one's on networking, and one's on monetizing your passion. So they're all introductory courses, mostly for beginners, not as much for like super advanced. Um, Things like building your Facebook and your Instagram followers and like the mindset part, like creating vision boards and learning about law of attraction and shifting your mindset and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And that's really important too, is the mindset portion, right? It's really to just be, um, you know, you have to be in that right mindset. Cause I hear from a lot of people, it's, well, I don't like using Instagram and you know, they, they want, they want to grow their career, but they don't want to treat Mm -hmm. it like a business and they don't want to think Mm -hmm. of it like that. So it's really shifting, you know, your mindset into that. Okay. You got to think of it like a business. You have to understand that Instagram. Yeah. Maybe you don't like it, but it's a tool and it's where your audience is and you have to use it as, if you think of it as a business tool, then it, you know, it kind of takes away a lot of that emotion behind it. And it's also like, that's kind of where my team can help. It's just like, if they need help with like, planning content or like social media analysis or like doing social media ads, things like that. So it's like, you know, it depends on what they like to do, but I kind of recommend outsourcing some things if people really hate that part of it so much. But at the same time, the more educated you are about every aspect, like the more successful you're going to be. So even if you don't want to do it, just like knowing about it and like what you want to get out of things is super helpful. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you know, with artists too, I think, like you said, outsourcing, you know, there's so much when you're an artist, you know, you, you're, you're Mm -hmm. writing, you're, you're playing, you're recording, you're playing a show, you're, you know, you've got all this going on. And it's especially too, if you have a full-time job, 
it can mm-hmm. be hard to manage all that. So um, I love that you have at least, you know, the basics down for people. This is how you kind of do, you know, each of these things and get this. Yeah. And then, okay, now you know the basics of it, but accounting's not your thing. Outsource it. Right. Social media is yeah. not your thing. Outsource it. You know, find somebody who's willing to help you or trade services or, you know, or yeah. even students, you know, who are, you know, in school for like graphic design or marketing or something. Definitely. Yeah. And then where my, where my company comes in is like coaching programs and just like branding programs and like helping artists, like wherever they're at. So whether they need like a custom animation music video, or they need just like an artist bio, you know, or they need help with submitting to festivals, we can custom create things depending on like what the artist needs. That's really cool that you have all that there for people to. A lot of resources. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I just feel like it just makes people's lives easier because you're not like having to Google like a million and one different things. You can just be like, Hey, Danny, I need this. I need that. And I need this. Cool. Here's the price. Like, (laughs) let's do this, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I had, cause I have a lot of coworkers who, um, you know, we're a music company. And so they work full time to support their music career in, in LA. And, you know, they're kind of at that point where it's like, okay, well, you know, now I got to go home and we have band rehearsal, but I also need to, you know, do marketing. I need to see, you know, book a show and see how we can get out there. And, and so companies like yours, you know, are definitely, you know, a service that I know that they could definitely benefit from, um, you know, anybody, anybody, especially anybody working full time, particularly Mm -hmm. right but yeah for sure yeah yeah anyone who just needs like an extra hand we're not like a booking agent but we did create like a more like admin assistant service where we can like submit people to festivals and like they're kind of just paying us for like our time just because we're not like an agency and I would never like yeah like hey we're booking (laughs) (laughs) well and even then too you probably have you know people you know who could help out on on that side yeah I mean I have people that do like everything my favorite is connecting artists to producers because like I love because I'm a singer so like I love like helping them like find the right sound and like the right producer and the right personality and it's like really fun I don't know I just enjoy it and I'm like really intuitive so it's like it's like playing matchmaker yeah and then seeing the results from it too mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah 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 I actually um I hosted a speed dating style networking event um, with about 30 artists and like nine of my producers. And like, it was a crazy, (laughs) it was a crazy night, not going to lie. Yeah. Um, But it was a really valuable experience for the artists because they got to connect with like 30 different artists plus all these different producers. And so it was just like an amazing experience. Yeah, that so. sounds fun though too. Even though it sounds crazy, it sounds it sounds like it would be fun to, you know, be in a room with people like that and kind yeah. of get around and and different than your normal networking type of totally event. different than normal networking. Like nine people rotated in and out of the room at a time, and it was just like it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I should have had an assistant, but I didn't at the time, so it was just like me handing out flyers plus getting pizza plus opening the door oh plus my gosh. people in getting people to rotate thank god like I had a photographer there that like had a loud voice and kept like helping me like time things but yeah it was crazy but it was fun yeah <laughs> and if you do it again now you know you know the kind of mm-hmm. you know, help you need and 
what definitely you can do to improve it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Um, I'm just kind of curious. Um, so you have the online courses and you have your other service offerings. Um, how did you kind of decide your business model that for the business or was it just kind of like it evolved into that? Definitely working with business coaches, which I've worked with so many business coaches, <laughs> um, just like constantly. It's like, it's helpful to have a coach and to have someone support you and like kind of give you um, guidance. Even coaches have coaches, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, what I'm, what I'm moving towards now is more, like programs and like packages versus just like single services because I realized I honestly just like helping people in a really big way versus just like giving them a designer and saying bye <laughs> you know what I mean right yeah so yeah I would say the answer is just like working with different coaches and also taking online courses and it, it's always kind of shifting you know I, I just keep changing things depending on what works and finding different things. Like recently I launched like a text coaching platform where people can just text me on Voxer and um, it's like a subscription service. So they can just like ask me unlimited questions and things like that. Um, but I'm, I definitely want to move more into like one-on-one -on -one, like phone calls and stuff like that more than just texting just because I feel like people even get more out of it as well. But it just depends on what someone needs to. Yeah. Well, that's interesting that the text service, that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, I've never thought to, to do anything like that. Um, you know, I would think, you know, email. And actually, I'm, I'm in a, um, a Slack group. Um, so we have different accountability and, and whatnot. And that's been pretty cool, too. Um, but yeah, texting, that's, that's a good idea. At yeah. least for like the basic questions, like, you know, the quick answer. I mean, I think if you have yeah. to accept, you definitely want to do more of a one-on-one, -on -one, like a Zoom call or a phone call. But yeah. 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 And it's cool because they also come back to me for other things. Like some of them will say, Hey, do you know video people? I need to do, like do video content. Cause if I tell them, Hey, go do video content, but then they don't have video content. They still need that, you know, like, or Hey, like go up to your website. Oh, I don't have a website or you know, like, build your mailing list. I don't have a mailing list. Like go create a mailing list, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. So it's kind of never ending, never ending. Right. Things to do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and so, you know, you learn, you, you see, okay, this, this maybe didn't work and then you kind of build up from there. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so I, we kind of touched on, on, you know, with the business models, but, um, you know, entrepreneurship is a big passion of mine and especially diving into music printer and, and helping musicians trans translate their, you know, move into yeah. that kind of entrepreneurship realm. So I was just kind of curious, like, what was the process like to build your business? Like, we talked about you had the blog and how did, you know, the music mastery, um, come along? Yeah. So I had the blog, um, that was over five years. And then I started doing like events, like charging for events and doing consulting. And then I started doing, um, what I do now is like referral network. So like connecting clients to services and like, working as like the salesperson for different service providers and things like that and kind of being like a broker in a way okay um plus the coaching and then my second company came when me and my business partner kind of split up <laughs> um and then I had to just kind of start over but I'm really glad that 
it all worked out. And now I have my own company and just doing my own thing, which is connecting people and coaching people. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we touched on mindset too a little bit. Um, and, you know, it's probably one of the most important pieces to being an entrepreneur in music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so what are some ways um, to raise an artist's vibration uh, to manifest more of what they want in their lives? You know, we kind of, you'd mentioned um, law of attraction. You, you talk about that in one of your courses. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's so many, there's so many different um, things artists can do, but I would say to stop with the negative language all the time. <clears throat> like Definitely. I just hear so often artists say they don't have money, they're broke, it's really hard to be an artist, you know, I don't have a following, social media is hard, like just so many like things are difficult, things are hard, you know, and like I think they just don't understand that they're trapping themselves in their own life <laughs> by like constantly affirming these things into their reality. They're just like bringing that into their life over and over and over, <laughs> you know? So it's all about just being more conscious of your thoughts. Like stop saying you're broke. <laughs> right. You know, like there's so many possibilities, especially to make money. Here are so many artists say, well, I just want to do music full time, but I don't have any money. I'm not making money in music. And I say, well, like, are you, do you have a side job? Like, there's so many ways to make money that you can put into your music. Maybe music isn't your full-time job, but if you have money to invest into your music, that's the key. So if, you know, you're doing lift, you're doing dog walking, or you're doing demo singing, or you're doing graphic design, or you're building websites, you're doing photography, or you're doing copywriting, you know, or babysitting, Mm -hmm. or working in a restaurant, it's like the whole idea is to create multiple streams of, of revenue for yourself so that you can invest it back into your music. Right, too. And if, if you, um, you know, if you're, you know, you're a great guitar player, you know, teach. Yeah. Right? Like, you can still use your music. And there's so many, you, you know, yeah, there's, you know, you said lift and, and wag and all that. But, you know, if you're good at something, teach songwriting, teach guitar, teach production, you know, I mean, there's, Absolutely. there's just, you know, there's an abundance of, of, of things. And, you know, I like what you said too, um, you know, you know, about removing negative, negative, you know, phrases and, and all that, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause when you start thinking like that, like, I don't ever call anything a failure. It's always a learning experience. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's only, yeah, it's only a failure if I like, oh, that didn't work. And I cut it off right there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. then that's a failure. If, if something didn't work out, you know, how do you move forward with it? Right. Like, don't think yeah. failure is negative. You just kind of think, okay, how do I change this? How do I move on? It's a learning lesson. You know, yeah. it's like the more we learn, the more we grow, the better we become. That kind of just popped in my head as cliche as that was, but it's so true. Like we have to learn to grow, to become even better, stronger entrepreneurs, artists, like whatever leaders, whatever you want to do, like we have to make mistakes. If we're not making mistakes, we're not growing, you know, exactly. and it's better to make small mistakes and huge mistakes. Cause like it's better to mis- make mistakes like 
as an independent small artist than like a multi-million dollar person like losing millions of dollars right. you know so it's like it's good to learn now and make the mistakes now versus later right yeah yeah and um you know one of the things um i've learned i listened to a couple different um life coaches mm-hmm. and one of the things that i've learned from them is you know your circumstance is neutral And then your thoughts create your feelings, create your actions, which create your results, Mm -hmm. right? So you just really need to think of every, everything's just neutral, right? And then, Mm -hmm. you know, the the things, results that you get are because of, you know, the way you thought about something and that can change your entire perspective. Absolutely. Like one way is to think about what am I learning? Like, what's the learning lesson in this? You know, like Mm -hmm. how will this end up serving me? in the future for the positive, like turning negatives into positives. Exactly. You know, like if you go through a breakup, hey, you now have a new potential hit song that can win a Grammy. So thank that person for breaking your heart and go write that hit song. You know, like you just don't know. Like I always feel like everything happens for a reason. So yeah. yeah. And as far as raising your vibration, I would say there's so many things to do, like writing gratitude lists every day, just like five things you're grateful for. It's, it's hard to be mad when you're grateful, when you're like in appreciation, you know? So that's like a really good way to kind of like shift that mindset. Another is like exercise or like moving around. Um, Cause that can kind of get your mind off of um, whatever you're thinking about. Also like taking a walk, meditating, enjoying cooking, going to the movies, like listening to your favorite song, dancing. I mean, just doing anything that makes you feel good is the key. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of do all of that. I, you know, I walk, I meditate, um, I work out, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just, and, and, and I do the, the gratitude list too. So I do the five minute journal, um, Mm -hmm. by intelligent change. And so it's, you know, a couple questions in the morning and a couple questions at night and it really helps you reflect right like in the morning mm-hmm. you think about you know it's first thing what are you grateful for um you know what you how do you want to feel today or something like that like you know yeah. how do you how do you want your day to go and you know then you do a, an affirmation um and then at night you reflect what what was amazing that happened today yeah what and are then, your wins yeah and then the last question is how could i've made today even better Um, you know, it's kind of reflecting like, you know, if I say one day I I really just kind of didn't talk to anybody and I would say, oh, I would have, if I, I I could have reached out to someone and then that Mm -hmm. puts it in my head for the next day, right? Okay. I'm going to reach out to someone today. Yeah. And I also would suggest people try, try isn't a good word. I would suggest people really take the time to make a really great morning for themselves because it just makes such a huge difference in your whole day once like you set up the morning is like a good vibe day so one thing I've been doing recently is every time I'm in the shower I'm like hey universe thank you for all the magic and abundance that happens today I'm so excited for everything that's going to happen today thank you so much and I thank the universe in advance and I set it up for like yeah this is awesome all these amazing things are going to happen I'm so excited you know, and then you're just like, you look forward to the really cool things that happened that day, you know, versus right. like reflecting on what went wrong the day before or something. Right. Yeah. No, I like that. Um, yeah. And 
I have, I know someone who, um, and I, I really want to start doing this, but, um, she does morning pages. So she gets up in the morning. The first thing she does is write out like three pages, mm-hmm. right. Gets, you know, kind of everything out of her head and on paper. And I've done that at night actually, when I want to sleep, yeah. <laughs> like, if I've got so many thoughts going on I like pull out a notebook and I just write until I'm done and then I can sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. That's so a good it's, idea too. <laughs> yeah. So it's really just kind of getting all that out and then, you know, it's written down and your thoughts are there and it yeah. just really helps set, you set your intention for the day or, you know, get you prepared to go to sleep and, and take care of yourself too at the same time. Yeah. Self-care is super important. And also I am trying, I'm, I have to stop saying the word trying. <laughs> I am making an effort to stop scrolling through social media so much because it's just like so much intense vibes on social media (laughs) like you're just asking to be like angry or depressed or triggered in some way because it's just like so most people like aren't posting like a lot of positive stuff on there so it's like if you go on there it's just like you're kind of asking to be triggered (laughs) yeah well that's why I make it a point to follow people who are no are positive Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people who've, you know, been on the podcast with me, they're, you know, super positive. They're always, you know, sharing really awesome things. And I mean, you kind of get into that comparison trap sometimes, but you just have to keep your mind, you know, in the right path. But, you know, I I try not to follow people who are, who are negative. And if I see it, it's like, okay, well, you know, I go look through their most recent posts. I'm like, no, I don't want to be following anymore because I don't want that energy Mm -hmm. in my, in my life. Yeah. And, and that kind of goes along with the, you know, um, removing negativity, right? Yeah. Not just removing the the words from my vocabulary and the phrases from my head. It's, it's really removing that negativity around me. Yeah. And also being really self-aware, like who you're spending your time with, you know, because you definitely become the people that you hang out with. So if you're around a lot of negative people, I highly recommend you to try Man, that word try. <laughs> we got to uh, get that out of your vocabulary. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no one's perfect, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend to make the best effort to spend less time connecting with them, talking to them, texting them. If they call, you might want to just cut them off. You know, like not say bye to them forever, but just be like, hey, like someone's calling, I gotta go. Or hey, like I wanna go jump in a shower, I'll talk to you later. You know, like make some kind right. of excuse so that like you're not like offending them. You know, they can't get mad that you're taking a shower, or going to pick up <laughs> your kids or whatever you're doing. But like the more you do that, the more they'll kind of get used to it and they're gonna like stop trying to hit you up so often. Right. And, you know, too, you can kind of see once you bring that positivity, like how it can benefit your career. Um, you know, your, your music, yeah, everything around you and and how you can, you know, for me, it was building up the business and and putting myself in a room with entrepreneurs, whether they were music or not, you know, just just put yourself in those kinds of environments. So if you're trying to build your, your music career, you know, put yourself in those rooms, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You you never know who's going to make an impact in your life. Like, if it wasn't for my one friend who introduced me to this same company, I never would have 
knew about them and then I wouldn't have got my song on their roster you know and it's like it's all about who you know and the people you're connecting with and you want to surround yourself around people that are more successful than you or have more skills than you you don't really want to be necessarily the smartest person in the room unless like you're coaching them you know right so we, we've mentioned kind of money and money mindset um yeah and, and the ways you can make money um and i think with a lot of artists there's still kind of that that notion of that old school way of thinking like you write you record you release you tour you sell merch and then rinse and repeat um yeah 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 as far as like kind of music goes um what are some ways artists can start making money like right now you know related to to music and building their career and and generating more income um you know we briefly mentioned you know teaching and and whatnot but do you have any other suggestions like First of all, understanding your audience, because if you don't understand your audience, how are you going to build a fan base? And then once you understand your audience and you have the fan base, create websites like Patreon account where people can subscribe to your content and you can get paid to just do what you're already doing, like making videos or behind the scenes stuff or doing cover videos or whatever, you know, Kickstarter, if you want to like kickstart or fundraise for an EP or an album you know, finding potential investors, finding like family members of people that believe in you or friends that believe in you, creating a business plan to present to people to really get them to take you seriously, launching merch ideas, um, which all comes back to like having a fan base. But once you have that fan base, merch ideas, jewelry, you know, teaming up with local artists for different necklaces or earrings, you know, different t-shirt designs, you can get as creative as you want with merchandise um demo singing um doing voice lessons doing guitar lessons doing restaurant gigs where you're just getting paid to do covers i mean there's so many different ways to make money yeah and you mentioned um you know teaming up with local artists and you know one of the bands my favorite bands that i follow um you know every year he does uh, a benefit concert and Mm -hmm. connects with this artist and does these incredible posters you know, this, this, you know, and it's, I actually, every time I, I am able to make it to the benefit show, I always buy a poster because it's just, it's cool. Right. It's not like, it's not like, Hey, we were on tour. Here are the dates. It's really artistic. Yeah. And and that's kind of cool. That's a great, you know, memory for me. Right. So that's, that would be a cool thing too. you know, connect with, but like you said, know your audience, right. Know what they would like. Yeah. Gotta know your audiences, demographics, psychographics, ages, location. You know, if they're like big beer drinkers, you know, you could have like your own koozies or you could have your own wine, you know, line or whatever down the line or, you know, a product that helps um, beer opener, can opener, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, get creative. Wasn't it? I think it was Train. Was it Train? Did, uh, a line of wines. I think um, so. Was it them? Yeah. And I know other people have done beer and, and whatnot, but yeah. I just, I, I vividly remember that. And, and they had a whole thing about this wine that they were releasing because they're from the San Francisco area. Um, so they were, you know, partnering with um, some, some vineyards out there, which yeah, was such a cool idea, you know, like, yeah, uh, it's all about your audience. Had, yeah. People hadn't really done that before up until that point. So um, you know, maybe there was, you know, restaurants, a lot of country artists 
start, you know, restaurants. I think Dirk's Bentley has one and um, oh, yeah. different things like that, but it was kind of cool. Oh, you have your own wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can get really creative, honestly. Like I met a metal band at NAMM that's like creating their own like comic book. I was like, that's so cool and different, you know? Yeah, that is cool. as creative as you want. It's all about knowing who you're marketing to, like who your fan base is. That's really the key. Because once you have a fan base and you can market to them whatever you want. (laughs) Right. Well, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm guilty of, you know, as soon as my favorite artist releases something, I'm like, I'll take that and I'll take that. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You're probably a super fan. Mm-hmm. They know what the they know what their audience wants and they deliver. So, yeah, and quality is important too. Yeah, you know, not having necessarily cheap merch, but having things that are good quality. I feel like that will make a big difference. Unless your audience just loves cheap and fast things, and maybe yeah. not. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit here. Yeah. Um, so. The Broken Glass podcast um, highlights women in the industry, um, but we also, too, talk about our struggles um, in, in growing our businesses and growing our careers and yeah. getting into the industry. Um, and one of another thing we talk about, too, is, is you know, as women, we all often find it a struggle to, to build up um, mm-hmm. our careers. And, you know, I was kind of curious, did you, did you ever come across any resistance when you were, you know, building up your business or you know, even as your, your artist side as well. And if you did, how did you overcome, come that? I mean, I would say at NAMM, just like going to like the music uh, instrument places and no one really like taking you that seriously, Mm -hmm. you know, it's opposed to the guys. So I feel like um, just like having to approach the people in charge and kind of introducing yourself because they won't necessarily come up to you. Um, it's like a kind of way to get over it but also like just in general not even just as a woman people will just try to take advantage of you easily you know in the music industry they just there's just a lot of scams out there and a lot of people that will take advantage of you know starting out talent so you just have to be really careful with who you trust and research people like hardcore you know yeah yeah, like just find out where they, what they've done and where they've been, and yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and it's you know I think a lot of people too. It's you know especially when you're starting out, you know you walk into a room and they're like, oh, you know, yeah, you're, you're nobody, and and you have to mm-hmm. be like, no, like I really, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I do yeah. this or I've done this or you know I've, I've talked to these people and I, I you know I know yeah, this. Yeah, person. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. Um, yeah. until they actually talk to you it's hard right. for them to just like know what you've done and stuff yeah <clears throat> they also could just assume that you're a singer <laughs> yeah <laughs> so many people just assume just a singer songwriter yeah until I tell them and then it's like when you tell them like you have a business they like shift the shift way they years. treat me mm-hmm. like it's weird <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like people are super chill when they just think I'm a singer and then when I'm like I run a business they're like oh, she's a business owner. I have to take her seriously now. Like, I, well, like, what is she doing? Like, maybe she can help me. Maybe I should, like, treat her different. <laughs> well, it's such you a know? shame, too, because it's like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, that everybody should be, you know, looked at on equal, equal level. Yeah. But it's, 
you know, but I think too, you know, it's, it's like we've talked about earlier, it's important to have those connections because Oh yeah. I, I mean, I went to school, my undergrad is in music business, but then I ended up not in the industry for about seven years and I was trying to get in, but I didn't know people. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'd apply for these jobs and I'd never hear anything. Like I had a spreadsheet and I, I can't even say how many, I would keep track of, of what jobs I applied to. And it was just, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So I finally was like, okay, I need to do something. So that's when I came to California and I went to um, California state university, Northridge and mm-hmm. it enrolled in their music industry administration program, the master's program. And, you know, we're in LA and it just, it was the connections, right? Like, I got my full-time job because the director of my program worked at that company, right? All so about that, the connection. Yeah, <laughs> I got my foot in the door there. And now I know, I know artists, I know, you know, people, and I've had a lot of support from, you know, um, the other colleagues and, and, you know, managers and whatnot, even for what I'm doing outside of, of the company. Yeah. Right. And they're willing to share and like, hey, you know, I know this person, let me connect you with them. Right. Oh, yeah. So you just have to find that like foot in the door. Yes. 100%. Um, and then meet people and something. get to know people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like I said in the beginning, I recommend everyone has like their own something because it just gives you more leverage with working with people in music, especially if you're like highlighting people or interviewing or featuring people in some way, like mm-hmm. it's a really easy way to build new relationships. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I want to kind of wrap up a little bit here. Um, sure. Yeah. What, what are you looking forward to in the future? Do you have any, anything cool that's coming up for you and in your business um, the next, you know, I don't know, a couple months, six months? Ironically, me and my friend are starting a second company. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, which will be, I can't really say a lot right now about it because it's kind of top secret, but I'm happy to do an interview about it once (laughs) it's actually launched. (laughs) Um, But it's going to just help people in a bigger scale than just I can help as one person. And I think it'll be pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I'll be sure to share it when uh, when we can definitely chat again and yeah, um, yeah, yeah, definitely on it. Yeah. But, um, as far as like my company now, I'm not sure where it's going exactly because I just feel like right now, like there's just so many different things that are presented to me, like sync people find me to find music for people for like for them sometimes. And I'm not like a sync agent, but they just like come to me and ask me for music for stuff sometimes, you know, and then some artists really want me to find managers. So I was working on that recently, just like finding, like getting hired to find someone a manager and setting up calls for them and coaching as well and all the services. And yeah. Well, I guess, you know, you've kind that. of, you've kind of positioned yourself as um, like, I guess an expert or, you know, that person who can bridge yeah. the gap. So totally. you know, I, that's probably why people are like, Oh, I'll reach out to Danny. She, you know, yeah. she can connect me. So and I guess I that's can. pretty yeah, and that that's pretty cool, you know, like that people know that about you and, and they're, yeah. you know, contacting you. So And then my own music. Like I'm also cuz like like I said I got one of my songs on a sync roster and then I got another one um and I'm talking to you another company that works with like reality shows like this week. Right. So, I mean, there's just a lot 
there's just a lot happening at the same time. Well, yeah, you have your your own experience too. So not necessarily, you know, helping other people, but doing it for yourself and people. Yeah, that that too. Like stepping back into my own music. I haven't released my own stuff since I was like 21. So (laughs) it's been a long time. Yeah. No, it gets hard when you're, you know, working and running a business and I haven't played sure. an instrument and I can't even tell you how many years. Oh my God. Girl, you better play that instrument. I know. <laughs> well, you know, my primary instrument was the clarinet and living in an apartment, cool. I think I can't really play that. <laughs> oh man. But, I used to play the clarinet too. I actually quit before my first show because I was so embarrassed that people would hear me in like the audience when I was like, oh. <laughs> like so ridiculous. Oh. Well, you know, that age too, you're, you know, not as you know I, I don't even know what the best way to self-conscious yeah you're very self-conscious you don't have yeah. the the kind of de- developed mindset that we've really you know as you yeah. get older um yeah, exactly. but oh yeah I never but you know I'm kind of same similar like I never liked um performing by myself I oh I I liked band I liked orchestra but if you put me on a stage by myself forget it I hated it <laughs> like yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. When it comes to like clarinet, I was like, I do not want to mess up in front of all these people. So I'm going to quit before the first show. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of sad, but it's okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you found your, your, you know, your, your niche and what, yeah. you know, helped you succeed. So for sure. Um, but I mean, I, I have a, I have a, an acoustic guitar and uh, my roommate has an electronic piano that we can wear headphones. So like I could probably get away with doing that in an apartment. So yeah, absolutely. Do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So one last question here, or actually okay. two, two questions. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do okay. you, do you have any pod favorite podcasts or books or, or anything that inspire you or um, I guess even people, YouTube channels, like what, what really inspires you and your, your music and your business? Uh, just like any podcast that is related to entrepreneurship or spirituality are like my favorite. I don't have like a particular one on the top of my head, but, um, like Marie Forleo, like mm-hmm. she's like a woman entrepreneur. Carrie Cole is like a woman like she has her own label now. She's like spiritual music coach. Um, those are like the two on the top of my head, but there's just, there's so many, you know? Yeah. I had um, somebody recommend Carrie Cole to me last year. So I'll have yeah, to definitely look into her. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I love um, entrepreneurship podcast. That's, that's my thing. I have, so many that I have saved. So yeah, um, they're awesome. You know, and you hear, yeah. And you hear different perspectives too, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And Gary V like, he's also awesome. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah. He has a, a great YouTube channel. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so where can my, my listeners find you, uh, find your business, how to, you know, join yeah. courses and, and get coaching if they need it. Yeah, just go to dannyfelt.com is the easiest way. That's D as in Danny, A-N-I-F-E-L-T, like felt, like I felt happy. <laughs> <laughs> so D-A-N-I-F-E-L-T.com. And my Instagram is at music industry mastery. So feel free to reach out or email me at danny at dannyfelt.com. <laughs> 
Awesome. I will put those out there in the show notes. So if anybody um, wants to get in contact with you for coaching and Yay. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Danny. This was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, visit www.brokenglassmediallc.com, subscribe to the podcast, and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at the Broken Glass Collective.